0: Welcome to Soul Chat, the conversation with your soul. I am your host, Ebony Titora from Queens, Recognize Queens. It is my passion and my purpose to express not only my fullest potential, but to give you some powerful tools that allow you to step into the queen that you are. With Sunday Soul Chat, I look forward to weekly taking you on a journey of deeper thought and conversation by bringing you thought-provoking conversations that require you to look a little deeper than the surface. I will bring you powerful people who can share powerful tools to assist you in unleashing your fullest potential as queen. Welcome to another episode of Soul Chat. Today I have my girl Precious Frazier. Yes, her name is Precious (laughs) and she is Precious in every single way. Let me just tell you a little bit about her. Precious holds many titles, visionary, entrepreneur, author, healer, certified wellness coach, to name a few. Precious is truly passionate about helping women grow and glow She is dedicated to helping women heal from their fears and insecurities and achieve beauty and wellness from the inside and out. Precious currently serves women via her wellness workshops, It's Your Time Affirmation book, Mindset Tips and Tools, and her affirmation-based apparel and the goods available in her online shop. So welcome so much today, Precious.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Hello, everyone. Who's tuning in and who won't tune in?
0: (laughs) Yes. Um, So I think I connected with you through Pretty Entrepreneur, if I'm tracing the roots back correctly.
1: Yes. Yeah, probably like the very budding stage. Yeah, the beginning, the budding stages.
0: The beginning, which is amazing to um, just kind of have that online outreach of different women who you're inspired by, who they're inspired by you, just that whole connection of just being in the presence of wellness I think sometimes we're not always um given those people in our direct lives
1: yes absolutely
0: yeah so you and i have had um a previous interview some time ago so it's just so nice to come back full circle and just to be watching you and um before we got on this i was telling you about an article i was reading about the 10 things that happy people do yes so I think it's uh not a coincidence at all and then that kind of just gave me the idea of going back somewhat to our discussion because we talked about depression.
1: Yes, at that time I was I think at that time I was coming out of um my anxiety and depression which I struggled with Um, for about two to three years and it hit me like a ton of bricks and I didn't know what the hell was going on and I felt like it would never end and so when we chatted the first time um, I think that was the beginning stages of me starting to feel the weight lift off my shoulders and the sun started to shine just a little bit Mm -hmm. so much so or enough that I was able to have that conversation with you
0: So I just wanna kind of step back a little bit to even just share with people um, about your depression, cause I have another guest reviewed about depression and like what it meant for her, what it looked like for her. Cause I definitely think there are different levels of it, you know, levels of how we suffer, why it's triggered and you know, what it it means for us. So I just want you to share like what that expression that being hit with a ton of bricks felt like for you.
1: Well, for me, It happened after a series of life events that were totally unexpected. Um, I lost, well, prior, let me take a step back. Prior to the depression, I had been working at my corporate job for five years, um, making a salary uh, along with running my nutrition and wellness company. So I have, you know, Uh, also an additional income and I'm living my best life in DC and minding my business. And at the time we weren't, you know, using coconut oil so heavily nutrition and wellness and all of these, um, different modalities and practices were, was kind of new at that time. Um, but I was definitely living my best life and doing my thing. And I lost my home car and job within a matter of three weeks. Um, my landlord who I was renting from decided, um, that she was going to go a different direction cause she had just gotten married. So she wasn't going to renew the lease. I thought I was doing something by going to yoga cause this was a regular, um, practice in my life. So I said, oh, I'll go to yoga decompress. No big deal. Went to yoga. Somehow my keys ended up missing. And I learned then that if you don't have the master key to your car, your car won't start. And that would have been about what, two hundred, what twenty-two hundred dollars on a like two thousand-year, two thousand car. So it just didn't make sense because it was a very old car It was like two hundred thousand miles. I mean, that was like my ride it to the wheels fall off car. But I'm like, well, I guess the wheels and some more is gonna fall <laughs> off because I, I can't. I'm actually not in in a position. Oh, actually, I lost my job right after the house. Um, the company downsized, and then I was like, wait, what's happening? The house the job. And then I want to go decompress the yoga in the car. And I'm like, hold on, holy hell. So I didn't even think anything of it. I said, you know what, this might be a good time for me to go back home. I moved home to Pittsburgh. And what really happened was, I thought, having been a twice graduate, you know, an undergrad and grad student, as well as having my certification in holistic self-coaching that I could just bounce back. I'll go home. I'll move back in and I will get back on my feet. No big deal. It didn't happen that way. And after like applying for so many jobs and just trying to like, you know, ramp up my business in a new market, I literally was dead broke, half naked and damn near homeless. There was times where I couldn't like, you know, literally like have enough to care for my basic needs, like food. And that made me like, that was the first time I got really um, or I had an experience with depression or even knew what it was. Um, but the depression, I think the deep depression, I would say a deep depression came when thing, and I'll say, I could say this for having been, been, been outside of it, um, that it came when the shift didn't happen according to my expectations. So I was in a space of fighting and upset And I had all of this negative self-talk and I felt very defeated and I was trying to grasp what the hell just happened to my life when I invested all of this time, money, energy into, you know, we, we know that's not the truth these days, but an education that was supposed to secure me at least a job good enough to be able to take care of my rent and food. And when that didn't happen, I was, I was, I was beat down, like literally now Interesting thing about depression, though, is that really that series of life events only in some ways triggered what was underneath of, you know, what was already inside of me, right? So, and like I said, I say this on the outside, on the inside, I, you know, I couldn't process it from that perspective, but I say that to say it triggered the um emotional and mental challenges that were already there i just didn't know it because i wasn't in a position where i had to even think or deal life was great everything was good you know from my perspective um and it took me about yeah like 2 to 3 years to really get a hold of how i and like you said there are levels to depression. But for me in particular, I had to get a hold of how I was playing a part in the continued suffering. And it wasn't until then that I started to heal, that I started to view the world in a different perspective um, and just my day-to-day life. I mean, there's a lot that happened in terms of conversations that I had that caused light bulb moments, many you know, days and nights of me crying, you know, crying and praying and you know, like warring against what I felt was on me. Um, but ultimately, I realized that I had to take ownership for how I was playing into um, my current state, you know, because the reality is, is despite where you're at on your journey, whether you're soaring high or you're, you know, at a low point, how you view that is determined by you and how you respond You know, how you show up in those situations is a personal choice. And I had to own that for myself. And honestly, and truthfully, it wasn't until then that the weight started coming lifted because I started seeing, and I know I'm going on a little bit, but I really want people, anyone listening who's experiencing this to get this piece. I started looking at what I could hang on to that was good versus focusing on what was so wrong. Like I started, instead of focusing on how my life went to shambles from my perspective in a blink of an eye started thinking about, you know what, even though I have only been able to get a minimum wage job and I'm living at home at the time. And then I actually had moved, but I'm still struggling. My car never got repossessed. Actually, I ended up getting a new car when I, um, before, you know, that whole, Like my, I had a severance from the job, so I said, "Well, I better get a new car before I don't even have a a paycheck to get one." But I say that to say God sustained me in that season where I was able to somehow pay a car note and car insurance. My rent was late sometimes, but I didn't get kicked out the house. You know, I might not have ate as fancy my ten and fifteen dollars smoothies, and you know. I think this is everyday practice, but when you get birth, you realize what's the luxury and what's the necessity. So I wasn't able to take care of myself in the way that I was used to. I didn't have, you know, wasn't able to go to some of the activities and events that I liked, but the reality was, is I was cared for, you know, and I was being protected. And it was, it was when I made that shift and started being grateful for what I did have, instead of focusing on what I didn't have, it really was like opportunities Started when I say opportunities, I don't mean in a physical. I mean even within myself. Like I started feeling space to kind of like think about okay, what's next to create. But I was so bombarded by focusing on so much of the negative that I I couldn't get out of that space and 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 shift the energy until I shifted the energy. So
0: no, and I don't think you went on at all because I was my my question was going to ask you to get into how you played into it.
1: Yeah. I did big time. Yeah. And I let me, I want to go into that just a little more. Cause I know there's a lot of talk around mental health depression and there's like almost like, um, this competing, uh, two sides to this story. Whereas people I've read, I read something online the other day that said, uh, wishful thinking to think, um, positive talk and affirmations and all these things could pull you out of depression. Some people I didn't even say some t- people, but it was this argument of the personal responsibility both versus the emotional imbalance, the medical, you know, depression and anxiety. And what I like to say to that is that no matter whether you are medicated or not, you know, no matter whether you're clinically depressed or not, your, the state of your mindset will determine how, you, how long potentially you stay there. Or um, it can play into further deepening that. Mm -hmm. So I think in some ways, if it is medical, you still can't negate the fact of the personal responsibility and trying to grasp some other tools that will be maybe potentially more sustainable or even allow you to sustain yourself over time. Because unless, and, 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 I I tread lightly because like I said, I wasn't clinically, I didn't, you know, get medicine and stuff, but I do have friends who, who have, but unless you, your intention, I think intention is so big, but I say that to say, unless your intention is to never get well or to always, um, stay in, in any place you have to, and if your intention is not to do that, then you want to look for other things that will help you sustain a different lifestyle over time. You know what I mean? Because the reality is, is that, do we want to be depressed for the rest of our lives, clinically or not? Do we want to not ever not feel good? Like, are we submitting to this dogma or are we saying, okay, yeah, you know, maybe I am clinically depressed, maybe I'm depressed and anxious, but let me see what I can do for myself within myself to help myself. I don't think we can remove personal responsibility. That's my bigger point
0: yeah and is listening to you talk about that and um just with the work that i do the work that you do and just growing up in a household of depression yeah having to deal with a parent who is clinically, clinically yes depressed, yes um you know when you when you look at the stories we tell ourselves the things yes. push underneath the carpet um you know i think it, it to me it's not even the need to tread the line lightly it is and it isn't because you have the medical field the same way you have the educational field that says you yeah get an amazing degree and you'll never need another day in your life you're covered because you have this degree you yeah learned, i've learned that's not the truth yes right some people yeah. are well connected and maybe for them that works or for me that hasn't been my reality it, i had to learn hard <laughs> say, this yeah is
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: have a degree and still get paid nine twenty five. Okay, hello,
1: somebody. And in yeah. these days, I'll gladly accept it if it get that bad again. You know.
0: <laughs> and then there's the line of, you know, the pharmaceutical industry and really the push that the medical field has over everything. Because if you look yeah at ads, if you look at ads when c- cigarettes first were put into the society, they, yeah, they were marketed as healthy tools as exactly as health, right yeah look at it now and you laugh so i think it's only a matter of time that we do shift and i do see it shifting because i follow a lot of great people who practice wellness and who practice, yeah right, my mindset is the tool like yeah the medicine and i can change the way you know these these things in my system are released based on the way that i'm thinking in my mind absolutely now, and I don't have to rely on a drug and I don't have to rely on, um, you know, um, outside resources that are not God given.
1: Absolutely. And, I, and I'm with you. I believe there's a lot of power that exists within us that we haven't um, tapped into. Um, we, and partly because this is just not what we're taught. Um, and even if we're taught it, it requires some work. It's not, it requires like real, I hate, I actually hate the phrase do the work because I feel like it's just such a blanket statement without ever telling you how. So I'm trying to think of a better way to explain that it requires real work. But for me, that meant, you know, I actually took 21 days where I only thing I did was worked, took care of myself in terms of nutritionally and morning, noon, and night spoke positive affirmations and um uh, what am I trying to say? Positive affirmations and phrases over myself morning, noon, and night. Like, and, and I actually have, I say that, forgetting that this is audio, but I don't say I actually have receipts because I have a journal that I kept for 21 days where I was like, you know what, I'm gonna reverse this. And I believe that I can. And every day for 21 days, morning, noon, and night pressures. And I wrote down all of the the thought processes and some of the ones that were continual. I wrote them down, the negative thought processes. And I used the affirmation to combat that, you know, dealing with fears and insecurities and things like that, went all the way back to childhood. and And I told myself morning, noon, and night You are, you are, um, you know, you are worthy. You are the head, not to tell you are beautiful. You are capable. You are powerful. You are strong. I wrote it on my mirror. I I put it everywhere. And, 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 and my life shifted when I made that, that decision, you know, and when I intentionally took the time and there's other things that I did, but that's just one big piece. So it requires some effort. It wasn't easy. I'm talking about when I say morning, noon, and night, that's no BS. I committed I set times when the first thing I woke up, the last thing I did before I went to bed in the middle of the day when I felt triggered, I made the conscious choice to, um, to present myself with a positive alternative.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I agree with you with the work thing. And I talk about that all the time. <laughs>
1: because
0: I think it is such a good statement. Yeah. If you have not, you know there's there's different types of people and just because people don't approach life the way i approach life doesn't make them stupid or any less than yeah you know it's like everyone is cynical right wrong way and for me i would have probably committed to something similar right i've i've committed to affirmations i've committed to writing daily yeah Right. Yes. Yeah. To, to reverse these thoughts that are plaguing our minds, that are keeping us into us in a certain state or position.
1: Absolutely. Um, so
0: I love that you definitely brought that up because I think the work is sometimes we we think it's this hard, complicated thing. Mm-hmm and it never is i really even loved how you said you know opportunities began to present themselves but the opportunities wasn't like you were blessed with like someone saying hey, <laughs> i'm about to give you a two thousand dollar check
1: right <laughs> <laughs> no yeah exactly you, live
0: with me, <laughs> gave you. you know it wasn't it wasn't that but it was it was more so you felt that space inside you yes open up and absolutely you know, the ability to think differently and to maybe get triggered and even allow that trigger to come and to command it. We're going to go this other way.
1: Absolutely.
0: I hear, you, I, I hear you, but we're not. Absolutely.
1: Going to- not today. Yeah. <laughs> you start <laughs> learning how to really shut those thoughts down. But it's like that self-awareness, because if you never think about how you show up, and how you want to show up, you just always show up how you are. But it was like, I made the choice to look at how am I showing up and how do I want to show up? And at that point I can hear, I literally hear myself talking to myself and I'm like, wow, you talk to yourself like shit. (laughs) (laughs) And people have said it to me over, over the years, but it wasn't until I was willing to you know, look at myself in that way and be open to hear myself and my thoughts that I really was able to like grasp, like, wow, this is not cute at all. Do you want to change? Okay, well, let's do this, you know?
0: And we don't recognize it. We don't recognize it. It's it's so subtle.
1: It's subtle. It's very subtle.
0: subtle thing because if you, you know, I've sat in, Events and I've sat with teens, and it, you know, you say, write five things about that you like about yourself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It really stuck. Yeah. And then you say, write five things you don't like. Here we go.
1: Yes, whole yes. oh, laundry
0: list. Five, right? <laughs> <laughs> so subtle that we don't realize. I mean, we could be hanging out with friends and we're all sitting staring at ourselves criticizing girl I hate my hair I wish it was like this or I wish you know we all used to get perms and just mm-hmm. you know, how I used to judge my own body as a teen and, you know mm-hmm. now that I'm a mother of three almost four and I got stretch marks and extra fat and all these other things happening you're like mm-hmm. really I mean I, I noticed this way before now and even having kids but just that appreciation and loving yourself
1: yes absolutely and and making a choice to love every part every a conscious effort to love on every part but the funny thing is when you do that you start really seeing yourself from that space like you don't see the 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 flaws I mean, we all have them, we know they're there, none of us are perfect, but you start seeing beauty in the flaws, like no, nah, I don't I look this is great for me, I look good i I love me, I'm sorry, it might not be the best, whatever, but it's good enough for me, I love it. <laughs> you really start to see beauty in yourself in that way
0: yeah and yeah. recognizing how we you know you and then you get a deeper question you say but what the, what the hell am i comparing myself to anyway
1: exactly <laughs>
0: what's the statue of Is, beauty that i'm comparing myself to anyway so i just
1: exactly
0: and um just quickly to get in loving yourself yeah you talk about this a lot in your stories and even on your post where you say you talk about health and wellness and yeah really self-love because i think self-love the same way, do the work. There's just so many statements that I feel like you could talk about, I could talk about self-love for days. Like, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's so many different things mm-hmm. that it's it's hard to really... Bother. Put it
1: down to one thing. Yeah, like compact it into one yeah. thing.
0: So how would, you, how would you describe some of your forms of self-love? Because I think getting, it sounds like for you lifting yourself out of depression you had to radically look at yourself in a way that allowed you to be honest about your yeah your fear right because that's what you talk about and this is how you help women now today because you're like listen sister I've been yeah yeah
1: hell I'm back I'm back going back
0: (laughs) and um Part of that, to me, is when we kind of just strip ourselves of the stories we've told ourselves, the stories others have told us, the stories society tells us, our yes. situations and experiences, and how we see them. Right? Yeah. And um, really, radically taking responsibility. And part of it sounds like a lot of self love, like self love and self care, and yes, uh, nurturing yourself in the way you know a mother would nurture a child. Because at some point, my right, uh, yeah. So just talk about that a little bit and what it, what self-love looks like for you.
1: Um, I'm going to talk about it from a perspective that isn't talked about a lot. Um, because I just think this, we hear this, but it's, I don't hear it talked about a lot. Um, self-love and even self-care is from my perspective and, you know, my experiences, not even from my perspective, I mean, I think this is, because I feel like we can say this is fact. Self-love is alignment. Mm-hmm. Alignment is knowing, being in tune, so in tune with yourself, your heart, your spirit, um, your desires, like feeling, self-love is is, is more of, uh, the action of self-love can be is like the things you do for yourself, but it stems from knowing what you need in the first place to even be loved. What do you need to feel love? You know, what do you need to be filled up? Um, and so I say alignment because once you identify what it is that makes you feel nourished, full, fulfilled, um, happy, feel the feeling of love because what is love? We can't really like pinpoint what love is, but we know what it feels like. You know, we know what it feels like when we feel someone's loves us or someone's extending their love to us. Or when we feel like we're loving ourselves. So self-love to me is alignment with that feeling and grasping everything in life that connects you back to that feel good, living experience. So for me personally, that is, I have to be in environment. Like I live and die for a vibe. Like it has to feel good. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't feel good, I can't, I'm like, I got to go. <laughs> just, yeah. um, I just can't do it. And, and what, and what I'm, and I guess I'll extend that. No, not only to like friendships and relationships and things like that, but even we talked earlier, I was telling you, I was headed out to do work. I like to work in, um, various like cafes and things like that juice bars and stuff like that um when i go i feel into these particular environments um they make me feel nourished they make me feel happy they make me feel relaxed they make me feel good so oftentimes as i'm engaging And I'm connecting with this feeling of love. I'm leaving these spaces feeling more full than I did when I came. Or I'm able to extend in that instance a piece of the love that I had to give, which makes me feel happy. Mm -hmm. So, And then the other piece is truly, definitely um, carving out time to, to get into alignment to connect with alignment. So the other piece is like, I have to do work that sets my soul on fire. I will die if I don't. I just have to. I know that about myself. I have to, self-love for me is caring for myself nutritionally. I've kind of always been like that. Like I said, in probably 2010, when I, or like 20. 2008-9, when I first got into health and wellness, it was like this shift. But see, the funny thing is your body will call you to love too, because when the pain is deep enough and you are open enough to respond to, pain, to the pain in a healthy way, you you you're, you get into alignment. You get back to that whole self-love piece. So I say to how I got into nutrition and wellness is I had extreme, horrible digestive issues and I was trying to remedy those. So I started shifting my diet and seeing a health coach. And then I went through a training program and decided, oh, I want to really, you know, be in this field and industry. But after having made that shift, I realized I can't, I'm not the one that can't feel good after I eat. I mean, trust and believe I still, you know, wild out. I love, I'm a sweet head, but honestly, what makes me the happiest is when I'm taking care of myself. So I have to eat well, I have to, you know, drink water, like almost a gallon a day. It's, I mean, now it's second nature, of course, but more than anything, it's not because I want to follow some regiment plan or routine or because I'm like trying to lose weight, which I, when I started, it was, I wanted to change my body. You know, I have body image issues and I wanted to shift that. And I also always do, you know, I like to keep a fit body, but bigger than that, it's like, I like to feel good. So I eat well, cause I like to feel good. I like to feel like I'm caring for myself. I work out cause I like how I feel so in love with myself and life after this activity, not because I, trying to beat myself into my body into some type of submission or because I'm, um, desperately chasing after some type of image, you know, it's because I want to feel good. I can't escape that, you know, and alignment feels good. Self-love feels good. Anything outside of that, generally, like I said, we could probably say it's fact that it is, it's your body telling you to get in your mind and your soul telling you, you know, come back to the side of love. Get in alignment. Like I said, we can't put our finger on exactly what love is, but we know what it feels like. You know.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I started working a couple years ago, and even more so recent on with chakras and just energy. Mm-hmm. You know, and in, when you get into learning, even this morning, as I was eating certain fruits, you know, you, you don't, we don't see energetic fields. Yeah the energy even just the energy that happens between cellular towers we don't see that you don't see voice waves yeah yeah <laughs> they exist
1: yeah absolutely
0: so doing these different things or you had digestive issues that is your it's like your body's like a car that engine light goes on and you're like right you have to fix it and I grew up in a household where um you know my mother was very band-aid issues with her stuff because that was just yeah crazy beliefs and that's where she comes from where it's like you get sick you go to a doctor and you take medicine you know and it's like but you're not getting better you know yeah I mean she just started getting into tai chi which I'm so happy for her yeah I got a tai chi I'm like that's amazing mom you know but um you know a I think everybody has to cross their own bridge of finding that but absolutely alignment and energy I think that's what it is to me like a lot is what energy works for me? What vibe works for me? Like, I don't go to a lot of events. I don't yeah. I live. It's just a certain, you know, I stay in circles where I know I'm going to feel good when I leave. Absolutely. You Absolutely. And you're like, I knew it. <laughs>
1: yeah, why did I come here? Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know, but I love that you said that because alignment leads to truth.
1: Absolutely. You know,
0: the truth of, okay, maybe, okay, I'm overweight. I'm this, I'm that, you know, I'm this. I'm, I have digestive issues, all these different things. But the the root of the matter is I'm not taking care of myself the way that I should. Why am I not taking care of myself? Because I don't believe I deserve to. Why don't you believe you deserve to? Because I don't really love who I am.
1: Absolutely.
0: Deserve, right? So it's like getting down to those. Or so
1: I don't know how. Yes. I don't you know, know how.
0: Who, who taught us yeah. that? Exactly. We were exactly. playing with dolls at five and pushing little strollers, giving ourselves To everyone else, you know, most of us have been taught to give to others before you give to yourself.
1: Absolutely.
0: Right. And we're pouring from empty ass cups. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Like, I'm going to keep giving, I'm going to keep giving despite how I feel or what's going on with me. And that's where it becomes unhealthy. I'm a huge advocate for service and forgiving and being an open vessel and extending my heart, my love. Actually, I'm mentioning that because for a while, you know, um, growing up, people would say, why do you care so much? Why do you have such a big part of Why do you extend yourself? And what I realized is that for myself, that's a part of also my self-love and self-care. But the key piece is what you mentioned, which is I do it from a space of overflow nowadays versus an empty, you know, pouring from an empty cup but i think um again these there's two different sides of the self-love self-care piece where you know in some ways in some ways i hear us training people to be selfish which i think you should be to a degree but we coexist in this world with each other for a reason and so it's like the balance between caring like you said giving myself what I need first and then extending that out and not the flip. But I don't personally, this is just me, think it's completely healthy to just like isolate and shut off and life is all about me. Actually, that causes the ego to rise up and, and, and it's just not healthy. It's actually a quick way for you to diminish a lot of (laughs) your own happiness and relationships because now everything has become, Solely about you. We have to balance, I believe, that heart intention with the egoic intention. And it's always a ebb and flow that we go between those spaces of needing to give ourselves everything that we need in the moment and not give anything back out. But in those seasons where it's time to plant, to root, to sow, you know, I believe we should be open. And I think I would say that's the season I'm coming into because for a while I had to shut off, you know, and take care of myself and get myself together. I didn't have anything to give anybody. Honestly, I tried to date um, around that time. I didn't even try accidentally. (laughs) I said accidentally, but it really was an accident. I met this guy and the energy was so freaking amazing. And I'm thinking like, oh my God, like, I don't even know what to do with this, but it feels so great. So I wanted to entertain it. I wasn't even in a position. So it went south just because by nature of, I couldn't really give it what it what it needed. I needed to give all of that to myself. Mm-hmm. But I say that to say that was the season I was in then. then now that I feel amazing and full, and like I, we talked about, I'm not in the state of depression and anxiety. Very rarely, you know, it'll pop up, it'll still pop up on me, but very rarely does it, it's not like um, paralytic anymore. And it comes when it, you know, when I'm again thinking something that I, that is not um, serving you know serving me on an energetic level, um, but now that I'm not in that space, I'm in a space of sewing and giving and pouring, and I think that's important what what makes the world go round you know
0: yeah, and I think that's important to mention, and i I don't know if it's you know culturally we tend to gravitate to extremes
1: yeah or something
0: just? <laughs> <laughs> yeah because
1: we want control and so the only way and we haven't gotten to the place where we really know how to trust ourselves so the only way that we can for sure try to um create a sign it on a line dotted guarantee which there is none right but we try to create these sign it on the line dotted guarantees by saying okay I'm going to put myself here and that is what's going, I'm just going to lead use to guide me and to lead me in. (laughs) And this is how I'm going to be, but that's not life. You, at some point you have to be able to trust yourself enough to know that in the, in the seasons that you're in, or in the situations that you come across or the interactions that you have, you will know exactly how to move in those seasons, in those situations, in those interactions. If you, Learn how to listen to yourself and going back to that alignment piece. So, yeah, it's not one way or the other. It's knowing self, really self awareness, um, will lead us everywhere we need to go. You know.
0: Yeah, and I think additionally, I think I would add just wisdom.
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: I think there's wisdom in knowing the difference. Because I definitely can resonate with having been selfish. Yeah. Right too much mm-hmm. too much too much selfishness where in mm-hmm. me and I need this and I don't want to hear what you have to say. to mm-hmm. that middle line of how do I say what I have to say in a loving way?
1: Yeah, in a loving way you, yeah <laughs> like to
0: cut you down and chop you up into little pieces, but in a loving way that allows both people to walk away feeling whole and understood. and if you don't understand me, let's come back to this topic to table. Yeah.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: you know, but it's, I, I love that you said that too, because there's a ba- there is a balance in everything. And I think, yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Self is just always so open to interpretation. That's why I think self growth and self discovery is always a mission. We should all be on because absolutely. You have Cause to- it
1: changes. and you, So uh, like you said, it's self discovery and self growth right. because we don't stay the same. You know, so if, if you have to always kind of be uh, um, in tune with your e- evolution, yeah. otherwise you do stay the same, or you or you're grasping to stay the same, and then you become unhappy because you're not the same, and your soul and spirit is going to tell you, "No, yeah. I'm calling for something else in this time, in this season of life." And you just want to stay over here, but that's not what it is, you know. Rise up, Lahula, <laughs> and come with me on the journey.
0: Yeah, And I think too, probably even for you getting into the wellness field when it wasn't something where we were spreading coconut oil over our whole lives, like we
1: yeah. <laughs> know,
0: anytime things are new to us or unknown to our yes, people, right? Yeah, Especially For many of us who grew up in Christian households, I think you, I was always hesitant at first to learn about other religions, like mm-hmm. it to even just read about it, right? Yeah. I'm reading about this, even meditating. Like, you know, yeah. Like, listen, when I first started meditating, I was trying to make sure I wasn't invoking like evil spirits. spirits. Like, yeah. So crazy. Mm-hmm. That's just the level of Being willing to be open and trust God and trust where I'm being led, even though it feels uncomfortable.
1: Absolutely.
0: I love that you said that. A control and then B that we always change. You could you could have a viewpoint about one thing. And lately I've been watching these videos about infidelity because mm-hmm. I that in my own life and I interpreted it a certain way. Luckily, I believe in growth and I believe in learning the good and the bad. And mm-hmm. one woman who just talks about it in a way that makes so much sense. But it's one of those things where at one point you could have said, I would have never believed that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And then I'm here listening to her like, oh, I, I agree with what she's saying. She's a therapist, but yeah, I'll, I'll be sharing that and just later episodes, because I think things that shift who we are and allow us to grow, Yeah, even though they might feel uncomfortable, um, maybe even like for somebody who has depression to say, you know what, my mind is strong. That might sound crazy as hell. To yeah, that.
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, I think my mom, 15 years ago, you couldn't have talked her into that
1: absolutely
0: to go into tai chi she would have been she would have cussed you out from head to toe yeah (laughs) her meds you know that make her sleepy and like not herself but you know it's just it's amazing to see the ability to change and to flow and really go with life and i definitely think that's um our purpose of being here absolutely
1: i was gonna say and the beauty is that because it is such a talk about Thing now days we have more access, yes, to tools and resources and people. Whereas before, we didn't, we didn't know. Um, and then, yeah,
0: yeah, and that's what you do. I mean, that's what you do, yeah. especially helping women um, heal from fears and insecurities.
1: Absolutely. Just yeah, it's like it's funny. <laughs> That's why I said you can't magnify yourself so much because when I was going through it, I'm thinking like my life, I mean, I was so focused on myself that I couldn't even see the purpose in it. it, Most of us never do when we're going through it. You know, we just want the pain to go away. Um, But having been on the other side, I, I can't lie. Or I would be lying if I, said that now that i see the purpose that i don't feel i don't feel guilty but i i I guess i'm like wow precious you i could just see what i did like how i really magnified put the magnifying glass on um myself and my issues and you know kind of pitied myself and made made I had this perception that, you know, my life was just over in a whole bigger picture is that how can you relate and truly help someone honestly, not from a, you know, just empathy, but truly understand if you haven't had some of the similar experiences, like people who will talk to me, who maybe deeply struggle with insecurity, and especially as it relates to childhood experiences, if I talk to them, they know I get it because we share those, those similar, there's a parallel in our experiences and stories. Yeah. And that's something that that's, there's a blessing in that because not having had had those experiences, not having had, had depression, anxiety, honestly, I, I never even knew it was quote unquote, real, real. You know what I mean? I, when people would say it, I couldn't get it. It wasn't, it didn't click for me. Like, what are you actually experiencing? But now I know that I do know, because I have experienced it. I truly, truly, truly can like go on that journey with you and even kind of like meet you in that space to say, you know, I get it. And here's some of the things that I did to, to remedy that situation for myself. You now everybody's journey is their, their own. Like you said, I can't, make you believe I can't make you ready, you know, to shift. Only that's a personal choice. Like I said, I spent three years. So clearly. And some people, like you said, others spend longer. But I can at least um meet you there and let you know I get it and provide you with some tools and resources whenever you're ready, you know, to make this shift.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. And it's funny because I have a podcast coming up with another young lady, courage, who
1: Oh, I love her name. <laughs>
0: yeah. Beautiful. Um, where she says, uh, when she talks about depression and she talks about having been led to go to church and the pastor said to her sometimes, and, and not so many words, like sometimes life would, life, life is disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Opposed to the sermon of we're going to get through it. Yeah.
1: And the crazy <laughs> thing is that's the truth. Sometimes yeah. life is, but I mean, yeah. So it's like, if we, if we if we're trying to view it through ro- rose color whatever a rose colored glass or however that phrase goes, we might miss we, we're going to miss a lot every time you know it's like it's like how do it's not about like okay trying to look at life in it's some type of per- perfect from a perfect lens, but it's like when the adversity comes, how do I meet it how do I deal with it how do I respond to it yes. how do i what intention am i going to set for when it happens cuz the reality is prayerfully god willing i won't um <laughs> experience depression again and hope prayerfully if i do not in the same way but the reality is, is there's going to be more disappointment failures letdowns that's just what it is yep. there's that other quote um pain is inevitable inevitable suffering is optional mm-hmm. so it's like the pain the tr- the um challenges will happen But it's your choice how you deal with it. It's your choice how long you stay in it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a period where we have to grieve and process and, you know, deal with. But at some point, you're going to choose how long, you know, you stay in the mud. Yeah. For me, it was three years. (laughs) That's a long time. That's a long time.
0: It is. But But it was a necessary.
1: It was necessary. It's funny because I wouldn't have gotten what I got. If not, you know, I know it was purpose, but it's still like, I mean, if I could redo it, damn sure, believe I had the mind I had today that I had, you know, the mind I have now that I had, if I had the mind I have today, then that I have today, I, my tongue, words are getting tight, but if I was the person then that I, that I am now, trust and believe, I would have snapped out of yeah. <laughs> <wake. Yeah. laughs> yeah. I think,
0: So uh, just being around a lot of older people. Mm-hmm. Just where I live, that's tend to be the people that I gravitate to in this specific area. A lot of older people,
1: yeah,
0: you know, wake up at 60 and say, You know what? I haven't been living my life, I would like to be an entrepreneur, yeah. So, you know, I just think that, like you said, because we have so much resources now,
1: yeah, yeah, the
0: younger generation were able to bounce back and said it was and say it was three years, not 30. True. We, say you know that's I, true another guy who i talked with he he interviewed a woman who was in domestic violence marriage for 20 years and i'm like she wow. experienced it for three years and i was like hell no like, yeah
2: exactly
0: although we look at that like wow that's such a long time um you know just the the process of life and how we're always getting sculpted for something
1: yeah you
0: know? so i think it's it's even then, if you, if you are someone who's listening, that you've had a longer stint than that. It's just, it's just the process of life and really That's true. willingness to, to say enough. Right. Cause I do think we get opportunities. Maybe I'm wrong. I think we have opportunities of light to say enough. It's just how deep have we allowed it to go to where I feel like the deeper we allow it to go, the harder it is to get out.
1: I agree. Right? I
0: agree. It's like, you know, first you, you know, you have one kid and maybe you're like 10 pounds overweight. You have two kids, mm-hmm. now you're 30 pounds overweight. You have three kids, now you're 60 pounds overweight. You have four, mm-hmm. now you're a hundred pounds overweight. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's like, at what point does it become important to you? Right? We all aspires yeah. to say, oh my God, this is like a real thing. But I think just with our generation, we're able to bounce back. And really show up as leaders in
1: 2018. That's true. Really That's true. Are, you like know? you said, we have a lot of access and resources. Whereas, yeah. you know, we, we there's all this openness and conversation around some of these topics that were very taboo, especially in the black community. You know, yeah. back in the day, there was no such thing as like, <laughs> you know, self self awareness and personal yeah. growth and yeah. and you know, therapy and things like that, or even med- medication. Really, it was just like you deal with it, you figure it out.
0: Right. And and pray for you
1: yeah and I mean granted that was the time you know then but we are in a different time now so it's almost like to know better is to do better we have we have more information so why not use it for our benefit
0: absolutely so amongst the things that you do um author healer certified wellness coach and I know you just got certified to do teach meditation as well
1: Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Funny. Um. Yeah. 2019, I'll be uh, stepping into that. we stepping into that role more just because I'm about to go on my book tour uh, at the end of this month, going into December, and then you know have the official launch and all that. So, 2019, I'll be owning that space. Um, but I did just finish my meditation uh, teacher training. So, thank you. Yeah,
0: Congrats. I'm super
1: excited about that.
0: When it comes to meditation, I'm such a huge advocate because I because I get that I get that there's other ways to meditate. Let's put quotes, there's other mm-hmm. ways to release. Some people mm-hmm. say well, I watch movies and I cook and I have a friend who meditates when she does makeup. But I say to everyone, there's nothing like there's nothing like stillness.
1: So dang, <laughs> so- I have to you brought you introduced something that I have to address. So um, there is a such thing as being meditative, like um, when you, like you said, when you're releasing via watching TV or um, when you're meditating while you're in the tub or you know with your glass of wine or you're cleaning the house or should I say being meditative? But meditation, in and of itself, is a formal practice and it's connected to a lineage of people who resisted, um, who use it as a way to to resist. The, the nature of how life is and how uh, how we are as human beings, which is to always be distracted and thinking about something. So there is a difference, there is a such thing as being meditative, but meditation to your point in and of itself is a specific practice that teaches us how to live, and, um, to be in a present moment when everything and around us and in us is calling our, our attention somewhere else. Meditation says, how can i be present with non-judgment and compassion and when we master that for ourselves we can extend that only when we master that for ourselves can we extend that same level of presence when i'm having a conversation with you a presence when I'm somewhere that needs my presence or present when my mind is wandering off about, Oh my God, I have this book tour and I'm really fearful instead of thinking about what my tasks, I mean, I'm fearful of things not working out or whatever, you know, like the, the wandering of the mind, instead of looking at the moment for what it is, which is why am I worrying about whether, you know, something's going to happen bad on the tour when the tour is not even here, how can I come back to the present moment? You know, um, and how can I meet life with and people with non-judgment and compassion? Only when we um only when we in some ways find that for ourselves can we extend that out. And you can't get that by being meditative, you know, because you're actually as you're when you're meditative, you're still distracted. For sure. Meditation calls us for to be sure. not not distracted and to be completely caught back to that present moment and it, uh, you build up, um, your ability to do that and extent extends out in your circle. So I guess that's my little piece as a, as a new teacher for people that. who may not be aware. There is a difference. Yeah, yeah there
0: absolutely is. And I always, Break it down because there is absolutely a difference, and just who we are and what we become, and just being okay with being distracted. I mean, we're immensely distracted. In absolutely, a slight. You know, we're in the 1900s and we're distracted. I mean, that's a very distract. You know, that distraction compared to now. I mean, we're almost purposely.
1: Yeah, we're like extremely distracted. Being I mean, it's
0: every day with ads and advertisements and commercials and just things all media
1: that. and all that yeah and then you, that doesn't even include your family your friends and your right. life and all that so yeah right. we're extremely distracted
0: right and and just quickly I just even sitting down i think that's what makes people so uncomfortable because when you sit down and you realize the angst within yourself yes you, it's almost like a buzzing that you didn't even know was present until you sat down, and you're like, "Wow, this feels really uncomfortable."
1: And you want to run from the <laughs> uncomfortability naturally.
0: Absolutely. That's why
1: people. It's funny because, like you said quickly, but most people don't realize that meditation in and of itself is a resist. It's a form of resistance. You know, it's a powerful. It's how we really can show up in the world as courageous, compassionate warriors and really do real work because we've we've been able to resist our own urges to run away from what's comfortable through the meditation practice of meditation
0: yeah, yeah. listen I'm t- I tell people <laughs> meditation was one of those things that helped me to be a really great leader and, and yeah selfishness in a compassionate way not a yeah. only egotistical way but in a mm-hmm. compassionate way to where you know, I'm not the boss that everybody love hates to work with. Yeah. I'm the boss that I could I had learned how to fire people but still high five them, hug them and say this is not personal. It, you know, mm-hmm. like, that was like such an accomplishment to be able to have hard discussions but not bring people down in the
1: process. Yeah. Yeah yeah
0: so, i mean i had seen which that it, is
1: a major accomplishment
0: yeah i mean i was ju- I, mean, I noticed you noticed that in yourself where i know if i would have sat down with someone else two years prior to that i mean it mm-hmm. was not nice it was that exactly devil wears prada hold my bag like, Yeah, my yeah bag. yeah but i've had to even apologize to people that i've worked with and say you know i'm really sorry for being that person yeah then, because that's just not who I am, and I'm happy that I'm that I've grown, and just you know, like I'm that kind of person where I think back and I'm like, okay, I have to say sorry because that.
1: Was yeah, crazy. yeah, I know. I'm like a no stones unturned type of girl. Yeah, too conscientious. Absolutely. I don't know. I say too conscientious, but in yeah, some ways.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I don't think that's a bad thing, and I think it shows humility. And, and at the same time, as we open up our own doors by doing that, you give people doors to open up because we don't know. Yeah. what we're Going through so absolutely. I could have been having a discussion with someone and they're just like children, they're reacting because maybe there's all there probably is all this other stuff happening in their life, which makes them show up to work in a certain way and here, uh-huh. being the iron fist boss, not uh-huh. so it's just the, the words you use um, compassionate showing up non-judgmentally and compassionate
2: uh-huh.
0: really help you to deliver your words and the things that you say in in a way that doesn't
1: leave people damaged.
0: sure. <laughs> and I still yeah. work on it all, but
1: Absolutely, you know, same. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: We can't be perfect, but you know, the fact that we work on it being aware, I think is is a step, right?
1: Absolutely. As a I mean, you know, as leaders, we're only two steps ahead. We haven't mastered life, you know, yeah. we're not God. But we, we, we put into practice what we've learned. And so we can help you take a step and we take one more step and you take a step, you know, as we guide you and lead you on the journey. Yeah. And we just, like I said, one or two steps ahead. So don't put me on a pedestal, people. Uh-uh. Yeah. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that type of glory.
0: That makes me think of Walking Dead so randomly. It just of a show that I've seen where you look at leaders who are just in shows, people who are the lead characters, and they're always still afraid. They're mm-hmm. Still imperfect. They're always still going through their own things, but in the moments of decision and no one wants to decide, they ground themselves in that.
1: Ability. Absolutely. Decisiveness. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. fearless. Well, moving through the fear. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Acting in spite of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. well, I just love this conversation. And I want to get into um, your book tour.
1: Yes, ma'am. And
0: your book is called It's Your Time.
1: Yes. It's Which Your Time. It's your time. (laughs) It's a little book of affirmations for healing your deepest insecurities and greatest fears. So it's an affirmations book. um, And it's actually not that little at all, interestingly enough. But the irony is that we're taking a very... It's a very in-depth topic. And so in some ways, it's hard to smush it down. I found what myself when I was writing the book, you know, and as I was working with the editor, it's like we got to connect the dots here. And we need to, you know, formulate for the reader what you mean here. And as you start to try to create this uh, full comprehensive project, something that's of value for the reader um, on a topic like mental health and healing and wellness, it's, it's, it's a complex you know, topic. So, um, and then again, like I said, I'm a giver. So <laughs> kind of maybe, uh, uh, what are they, what's the phrase under promise over deliver type of a girl, you know? Um, but yeah, so the book, um, is in full effect and the tour is happening at the end of the month. So I'm starting in Pittsburgh. Um, doing actually so interestingly enough I didn't want to do a traditional book tour where you come meet me I tell you about my life I tell you about my book and why I wrote it and where you know that whole thing and then I sign it and you leave um I wanted to have something that was a little more impactful um and truly create um, opportunities to hold space for women, and particularly women of color, um, to talk about some of the sensitive topics that you and I could talk about because you know we, we've done we, we we've been doing work in this area you know as as on ourselves and then as leaders but you know these topics of fear and insecurity and trauma and you know all of these things are still very you know hard to talk about so I wanted, wanted to provide opportunities where we could connect in that way, share, you know, have some soulful um, self-care chat. Um, I'm partnering with some amazing wellness gurus um, at each stop. And they're gonna lead us through various workshops to help with limiting beliefs, thoughts, feelings, and emotions. So um, I have a breathwork specialist I'm partnering with in Pittsburgh, her name's Amy Joy. And then I have three yogis in the other states. So I'm doing Pittsburgh, November 25th, uh, DC, December 2nd, New York, December 9th, and then back to Atlanta, which is where I live, um, December 16th. And at each stop, it'll be a self-care experience. Um, will And then I'll also share, you know, of course, how I got to this place of writing a book. My actual growing up um, experience is I document that in the in the uh, book, but I tell how I really what caused me to have insecurities and low self-esteem and things of that nature and how I kind of overcame that using affirmations, which I shared some of that earlier on in our talk. Um, And then, yeah, I'll do as part of the tour, I'll do, of course, your traditional book signing and I'll read from the book some. And just want to have a really good, like I said, it got to be a vibe. So I'm like, to me, me, you coming to meet me isn't a vibe. It's not a vibe. I mean, I think I'm a vibe, so that's cool if you wanna come meet me. No, I exactly but, agree. <laughs> but 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 the true vibe is us sharing space together and holding space yeah. for each other. That is like what makes me kind of like yeah. happy. So that that and the intention behind the book is really again to normalize conversations around sensitive topics, um and the the tour itself. So that's the yeah, that that is really like the the heart intention behind why I decided to go on tour to connect and to really um, start to like open up the dialogue around these topics, so that we really can get to this place of healing. The book itself is just a practical tool of support on the journey.
0: I love that. I love that, and I just I appreciate you so much. I appreciate what you share, and I think any woman who does the work of on herself of healing and you know you just don't like you said earlier you don't when you're in it you don't mm-hmm. realize the purpose behind it you don't Not realize at all. you know you're it's it's like Harriet Tubman right you're like department mm-hmm. of wellness and healing and you don't realize that you, part of your journey is to teach you
1: know, absolutely
0: to share and i have just found such joy and I know that your events are going to be so phenomenal. Thank you. Being and being intentional about, you know, just around the empowerment thing. Like, empowerment is teaching women how to heal so that when they, yeah. do, they do show up in spaces, we're not competing with each other. We're not talking about our haters. We're not, you know, treating each other in ways that come from unhealed places, truthfully.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: And it's kind of like the ancient sister circle.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's like there's po- there's so much power in sisterhood. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just that alone is nourishing for the soul. So it's like getting back to some of that and, you know, using this as an opportunity to do so.
0: Yeah. You're
1: yeah. would going to be amazing. So you're going to read from us a small portion from your book today, right? <laughs> yes, I'm
0: so excited. <laughs> um wow. I didn't hear you. I said it's 1212,
1: 12. 12, 12, Yes, let's get into it. So I want to read um, just a small excerpt from the chapter called "The Power of Affirming Yourself," and specifically want to read from read this piece because this is what I had to get for myself. Okay. Um, and once I got this piece, like I said in the beginning of our our chat. My life really did change tremendously and for the better. So much so that I am I wrote a book and now I'm <laughs> offering it back. Yeah. So it goes, as you may know, the world, life challenges, past failures, and not so great childhood experiences are causes to negative messaging replaying in your mind. It is important to affirm yourself daily. If not, you're at the mercy of those thoughts. The big problem with that is this. Your thoughts create your reality. What you think you become, what you think you manifest, there's no way around this. If you really want to find healing or even create a life you love, you must control the narrative you're sharing with yourself each moment of the day, of every day, excuse me. It has taken me quite some time to understand how powerful it is to take on a positive mindset and affirm myself daily. Now that I've got it, I'm honored to be sharing it with you. Amazing. It's your time. Yeah.
0: And it is. It is. I think going back to what you said earlier, us not recognizing our power. Yes it's just absolutely it's mind over matter mind your mind your brain over matter which is the physical the physicality of life and just the.
2: absolutely
0: but i have to read this because i'm a believer in angels and angels yeah so um 1212 when you started to read it it was (laughs) Mm 1212. in numerology 1212 offers that you the needed energy to transform your key relationships hence from this perspective seeing the numbers 12 is a message that you are ready to better the significant connections in your life. Keep in mind the individuals you choose sur- to surround yourself with impact the way you think, act, and feel because of mm-hmm. 12, 12 is a reminder to build bonds with people who have a higher energetic level than you. So you can surround yourself with those who can influence your future and help you carry out your life's mission, mm-hmm. Over- all, with people who inspire you, push you and encourage you to dream bring- bigger.
1: Love it. Love it. (laughs) It's like, I know, but that was a, that was a timely message too. Like it's on time for just kind of like where I'm at my journey as well. And also a lot of what I've been praying about truthfully is to, because it's like, I'm going to be intentionally pouring a lot out. And so it's like, well, I definitely am in a space where I want to connect with people that can stretch me and, and important to me but also stretch me yeah. so that i can rise up to be able to continue to serve so that was definitely timely yes,
0: yes. yeah it's just been an amazing discussion for me today yes
1: ma'am i love you <laughs> so much and
0: i love you too Everyone, <laughs> i'm just so um it just reminds me the importance of connection and the importance of being around light and love and you know, hmm people who are striving to embrace that and going back to what we both agreed on earlier that doesn't make you perfect that doesn't at all um, I don't want to sell my kids. If you guys ever look on Instagram, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I almost sold one on Etsy. Her name is, <laughs> you know, but at the end of the day, we're trying and we're, we're, we're seeking light every day, you know, absolutely trying to figure out what the work is. <laughs>
1: absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So I just look forward to everything you do. I wish you, wish you much, much, much success on your events. Thank okay. you. 9th. I've already affirmed that I'm like I
1: am gonna make it to her <laughs> <laughs> yeah not we'll definitely connect but yeah thank you so much and I'm I, I, uh, I get tongue tied because my words I think a lot and I think fast so sometimes my thoughts go ahead of my words but <laughs> I was saying um, I'm also very um, proud of all of the work you're you you are doing and you have done and just all of the live your are touching is funny because I know like with you and I, like we connect with each other and we're like, you know, I just love you. I love your spirit. But then it's funny because I see people, you know, we're, we are light. So I see people like share that same sentiment about you. And I'm like, I know, yes. Like, I'm like all, all for it because I mean, it's beautiful. We need, we do need, you know, we need people who are going to be, you know, holding the torch, um, for the greater good of where we're at and where we're going and who can kind of take on those leadership roles to help people find that light for themselves. And so I'm grateful to know you and honor that, you know, you kind of own that space and that I can share with you and connect with you in that way as we continue to work, you know, with and on ourselves for, for those who we will serve, you know, today and moving forward. Agreed. Yeah.
0: I honor you too. So thank you so much for everybody who is listening. (laughs) Thank you, Precious. I appreciate you to the moon.
1: (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Likewise. Thank you.
0: Thank you for tuning into Soul Chat with your host, Ebony Tatora. Make sure you hit the subscribe button, leave a review, and if you love it, share it with your friends. And make sure you join us next week for another conversation with your soul, bringing you thought-provoking conversations that require you to look a little bit deeper than the surface.